Before we get into today's episode, I want to invite you to take my digital product quiz. It's like one of those BuzzFeed quizzes that helps you figure out which Hogwarts house you'd be sorted into, but with a creative business twist. Discover which digital product is the perfect match for your experience, knowledge, or unique skills in less than two minutes. It's quick, easy, and you'll receive a list of my favorite product creation resources. If you're curious about which digital product you'll be paired up with, you can take the quiz over at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash quiz. Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about leveraging your existing knowledge, unique skills, or passion to build a thriving creative business. I aim to show you what's really possible when you stop letting fear have all the fun and start taking action towards your goals. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting PimpYourBrilliance.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pimp Your Brilliant. I'm so glad that you're here. This is episode number 112, and you can find show notes at PimpYourBrilliance.com backslash 112. Today, I want to take a different spin on visibility. So I've been talking about visibility this month. What does it mean to be visible? And in the previous episode, I shared some ways to get over your fear of being visible online. But most of the conversations around visibility center on the idea of boosting our own visibility. But what about our creative neighbors? How are we supporting and boosting the visibility of others? So here's the thing. No creative entrepreneur is truly self-made. Think about it. We've all benefited from the kindness and the generosity of other content creators and creative business owners sharing their insights and their knowledge. And that's what has made the internet such an amazing resource. If you think about it, creators of all backgrounds and knowledge levels continue to share and create resources on various platforms that we're able to consume for free. Need to know how to unclog your toilet? Head over to YouTube. Want to make a no-bake cheesecake from scratch? Head over to Pinterest. Want to learn how to build a creative business? Listen to this podcast. I'm just kidding. You can head over to your favorite podcast app, and there are so many business podcasts with lots of really good advice and tips and interviews and different insights. And so I believe that making a conscious effort to support the work of others benefits everyone in the long run. And that's why today on the podcast, I'm sharing three ways to help boost the visibility of others. Because whether you know it or not, the success of the creator economy as a whole depends on everyone getting a slice of the pie, not just a select few people. After all, a rising tide lifts all boats. And I believe that we as creative entrepreneurs and just creators in general, we should be supporting each other, extending a hand and pulling each other up and not just being so focused on our own success that we get to the top of the mountain and there's nobody there with us. So I have three ideas. I actually have four because I have a bonus idea, but we'll get to that in a minute. But let's start at the top with idea number one. And that is sharing their work. I believe we greatly underestimate the power of sharing the content that we're consuming. And this is one of the simplest ways that you can help support creators and small businesses that you love. One of the biggest challenges that we all face, content creators, businesses, whatever, is expanding our reach beyond our own networks. And you already enjoy and consume the content of your favorite people online, but what about the people who haven't discovered them yet? 
whenever you share their work, that gives them exposure to your network, which helps increase their reach. And also it's like a vote of confidence. So if you were to share about my podcast with one of your friends or on your Facebook to your own personal network, people are going to be more inclined to give it a listen, to try it out because you said it was good. And so the same thing applies to the work of other creators that you enjoy and that you love. If you're sharing their YouTube channels or you're sharing their recipes with other people who are seeking out that information, you are helping them grow. You are exposing them to new audiences. And maybe some of those people are going to stick around and become new fans. Maybe those people will share with their networks and it's just a compounding effect. So it's a really good practice to just get in the habit of sharing the work that you're consuming. It's one of the simplest things that you can do and it takes almost no time. But here are a few ideas for sharing the work of your creative neighbors. You can shout them out on Instagram or Twitter as someone whose work we should all be following. You can mention them in your newsletter and encourage subscribers to sign up for their newsletter. You can pin their articles on Pinterest. Literally takes you seconds to do this. The goodwill that you're putting out into the world is infinite. You can also include their work in your roundups or your curated content. So if you're someone who does weekly blog roundups or podcast roundups, it could be uh, rounding up information for your newsletters. Include some of the work of your creative neighbors. Idea number two, give them a voice on your platform. And if you haven't noticed, which you probably have, this is an extremely woman-friendly podcast. And that's by design. I'm a woman and I really champion women having financial security and flexibility. That's very important to me. I also want to be able to see all types of women represented in business and enjoying their ideas and their creativity. So I have prioritized giving creative business owners, particularly women, a voice on my podcast. The majority of the guests on this show have been women. I think I have had like two men. It's not that I don't believe that men in business don't have something important to say, but the reality is there are so many men-focused podcasts. And there are so many podcasts highlighting the successes of men. If you were to look at Apple's top 10 um, business podcasts, nearly all of them are men ran podcasts. And that's really disappointing and frustrating to me, especially when I start looking at summits and different events that are online. They're also very male focused. And then if we get into the whole diversity piece, we can go down rabbit holes because they're very homogenous. They don't, they don't represent the full perspective of the world that we live in. And so that's very frustrating to me. And so I have made sure that I have created a podcast featuring people that I want to see, because I firmly believe that we are limited by what our eyes can see and our belief systems. And by amplifying the voices of others, especially ones from diverse perspectives, that creates possibility for others. So by someone listening to this podcast and seeing me and being able to identify with me, they are able to see more of what's possible and push the limits and expand beyond their prior belief systems. Same thing goes with 
podcasts that maybe have um, women from um, the Latinx background and all types of different things. The LGBTQ and so many different perspectives are available. So I really think it's important that we give people voices on our platforms. Those voices deserve to be heard and the world is changing. And I, I believe personally that in order to tackle the challenges of the future, we need diverse perspective, perspectives. If everyone came from the same background, how can you really take on challenges that you've never experienced? It's, it's one of those things that boggles my mind. And I'm not going to go into a full rabbit hole, but on a less philosophical level, I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's the kind thing to do. I believe that it's just great to give people voices who may have not had one or who may just have a smaller platform. They need some help amplifying. And so you're able to do that by sharing them on your platform. And a few ideas for giving your creative neighbors a voice on your platform. You can go live together on Instagram. There's YouTube, there's Twitch, there's Facebook. There's so many platforms that are allowing live streaming. So you can plan a joint live. You can co-host a webinar together. You can invite them to be a guest on your podcast. You can ask them to write an article or a guest blog post for your website. You can host a fireside chat within your community and invite them to be the featured guest. So these are all very simple things that you can do. And they're very collaborative. So you're going to get the benefit of having that person on your platform. So they'll benefit from being introduced to a new audience. And then also they're going to share that with their existing audience, which is going to benefit you as well, because you're going to be getting exposed to their audience. So it's a a cross-pollination thing. And I think that this is really great, especially for people who are just starting out to partner together and Share each other's reach. It doesn't have to always be about trying to partner with someone who is significantly larger than me. I don't even think that that's a realistic goal to have. Find someone who has a similar size audience to you. There's some cross um, demographics there. And then partner and, and flourish, flourish together. But I really believe giving people a voice on your platform especially voices that you support and that you want to hear more from. This is how you help people grow. Idea number three is to recommend them for opportunities to people in your network. And I have a story about this from my friend, Akila. So my friend, Akila, she runs a an online apothecary shop called Kiss By Bee. I believe her website's kissbybee.com. And she recently shared that her business was chosen to create 375 gift boxes for Hallmark employees. So yes, yes, that Hallmark, the the place, the network that has all of the Christmas TV shows, Hallmark employees got a box full of her product. And do you know how she received that opportunity? A friend of hers was, I guess, connected with the people in charge, the decision maker makers on who was putting together these gift boxes and they were looking for businesses to be included or even businesses to just create the boxes. And they recommended her. They said, hey, 
she has a business and I think that she would be good for this. And she had to go through some rounds of sampling and different things like that. But in the end, they ultimately decided to go with her business. And I think that that is such an amazing thing. It's such an amazing opportunity for her because she's a small business. And even though her business is doing well, she's flourishing. She's still small. She still still has the challenge of getting in front of new people. And so this is such a small thing that you can do, but it can be extremely impactful to other people. And so never, ever underestimate the power of using your network, your pool to lift someone else up. It didn't take away from Akilah's friend to recommend her for this opportunity. And it actually gave her a way to showcase her friend's greatness and like how good her products are. And ultimately the hallmark agrees because they chose her. So don't be afraid to put people on. It doesn't take anything away from you. And I think that's one of the things I want to highlight in this episode. There's all these feelings of like, well, if I do this for them, what are they going to do for me? Or if I do this for them, people are not going to notice me. It doesn't matter. You can, I don't care about promoting other people's podcasts. Do you know why? Because you can listen to my podcast too. You can listen to 10 podcasts a week. It doesn't matter. It doesn't take away from the work that I'm doing over here on mine. So don't let those these ideas of, if I do something for someone else, it's going to take away from me. It doesn't. It benefits you in the long run because the more people we have listening to podcasts collectively, the more the podcast industry grows, the more ad revenue is available, the more opportunities that are available for podcasters. So it's a compounding effect. Supporting one podcast is like supporting all of them. So a few ideas for recommending your creative neighbors for opportunities. You can nominate your favorite creators and business owners for awards. So there's all kinds of awards. There's like YouTube awards. I recently saw there's some new podcasting awards. There's awards and like smaller award shows all throughout the internet. If you ever come across one, recommend your favorite creators if they fit into the categories. You can email your favorite podcast hosts and suggest potential guests to them. So do you have a podcast that you listen to all the time? Great. Suggest people to be on that show. If you're already listening, I'm sure you want to hear the stories of your other favorite creators or people online. So suggest them. And then throw their name in the running for opportunities that you're aware of. So there's there's all types of potential for this, but just like Akila's friend recommended her for that gift boxing opportunity, businesses, companies, things online, there's always opportunities. Maybe you're on Instagram and you see there's an opportunity, somebody's looking for something specific and you feel like your favorite content creator is the perfect fit for this. Tag them so that they can know and they can apply for the opportunity. And then bonus idea, financially support their work. Now, this is if you have the resources and it makes sense for you, then I definitely think that you should financially support the work of creators and creative business owners. Because I really believe we take for granted all of the content that we are able to consume for free. If you think about it, the answers for nearly everything you want, they're on Google, they're on Pinterest, they're on YouTube. They are literally a search away. 
and we're consuming this content for free. However, creating that content is not free. For example, I've shared this many times, but it's expensive to run this podcast. Every month I, well, for example, I have invested money into equipment and software to ensure that the sound quality of this podcast is good. It's not too echoey. It's not too screechy, hopefully. Every month I have a virtual assistant who helps me with image creation, uploading the show, um, making sure it's distributed. She creates the blog post for the show notes, and then she schedules promotion for each episode. And that doesn't even include the time it takes me to brainstorm topics, research them, outline the episodes, and then record it. And then it has to go to editing. So every month I am spending hundreds of dollars to produce this show for you that is free. And I do it because I love it. I want to share, but I also want to make sure that I am being vocal with the fact that creating content is not free. If you're a content creator, you already know this. If you're someone who is thinking about getting to podcasting or blogging or YouTubing, you need to know this. Even at the beginning levels, when you have less fancy equipment and less fancy resources, it still costs you something to put out that content. So that's a reminder for you. Most content creators are putting a lot of time, money, and effort into the content that they are sharing, and they deserve to be compensated for that. So a few ideas for financially supporting their work would be to buy them a coffee. There are several services that are available that allow you to send $5 over to your favorite content creator to buy coffee or pizza or all types of different things. So consider buying them a coffee. You can join their programs if it's the right fit. So if someone has a coaching program, a membership, a course, and you feel like it fits within your goals and you are a good fit for it, support it, join it. Buy their digital products and their merch. Again, if it resonates, if you feel like you want the t-shirt, grab it and support their work. And then also you can become a patron on Patreon. So this is another service where you can support the work of creators and give them financial backing for growing their shows, their YouTube channels, their poetry, whatever they have. It's not restricted to any one type of content creator. But the bottom line here for this entire show is to let your creative neighbors know that their work is appreciated. Comment, email them, jump into their DMs and say thank you. Tell them when something that they share resonates or let them know a step that you have taken because of the resource that they have shared. In the early stages of being a creator, it's really, really challenging. It's hard because the journey feels like a thankless job and you're still small and you're working so hard to be seen. So you acknowledging someone at that stage may be the spark that keeps their passion burning. And it's just a nice thing to do. It's the kind thing to do. So to quickly recap the three ways to boost the visibility of others, you can share the work, you can give them a voice on your platform, or you can recommend them for opportunities in your network. And then bonus points, if you have the means and the resources, you can financially support their work. All of these are really awesome ways to show appreciation for the content that we're consuming, the ways that people are 
impacting our lives, even if it's just small things like teaching us how to fix our own toilets. There, there's so much great work and just resources being put out by so many people. And most content creators don't earn a living from the work that they're producing. So anything that we can do to pull them up along with us and to help them out is greatly appreciated. And I think that we should all be trying to consciously do more of this. So that is what I have for this episode. As always, I would love to know your thoughts. If this episode resonated with you, you found it helpful, send me an email, hello at Pimp Your Brilliance. You can also hit me up on Instagram at Pimp Your Brilliance. As a bonus extra, I did set up a buy me a coffee link. Um, Sometimes people will email me or in surveys mention the fact that maybe they don't quite need one of the programs that I have, but they would love to um, support me in other ways and they wish that there was. So if that is you, you can always buy me a coffee. If you go to buymeacoffee.com backslash brilliant, that is my buy me a coffee page. And actually you'd be buying me a tea because I'm not a coffee drinker, but I really do like tea. So buy me a tea. I'll link it in the show notes, but buymeacoffee.com backslash brilliant. And that is all I have for this week's episode. So until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance. <laughs>